But yeah, Jakai should have gotten a character song. He should have gotten one for the stage play. No. And it should just, it like should have been a stupid song about lollipops, but he's really talking about toy. We can, we can make a fake version that sounds real, just like those dudes who made a fake Green Day album <laughs> and convinced people it was real. Cat and Faye found the secret <laughs> Jikai characters. Yes! We hacked into Ikuni's personal computer and found it. Welcome to the Cast, Episode 5, The Absolute State of Eta. Episode 7 is just really funny if you've always had the headcanon of Eta being a petty bitch. <laughs> I felt so vindicated. I love how good of an actor Eta is. Like, he's, yes! he's totally just so good at it. He's faker than Kazuki. That's incredible. <laughs> that deserves an award. Okay, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Kat. My pronouns are he and him. I am an artist and I do some translation stuff in the fandom. I mostly make shit posts on Twitter though. You can find my translation stuff on my Tumblr blog, Kyoto's on my. Uh, I'm here to wish Chikai a very happy birthday because we are recording this on Chikai's birthday. Mm. And he deserves he deserves a good birthday. Even though he is dead and in hell. <laughs> Spoilers, but you know. And then you can find me at It's Kato on Twitter and at Let's Kato for my live tweet Twitter. Hi, I'm Faye. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I do writing and art sometimes. I'm not wishing Chikai a happy birthday. I am acknowledging his birthday. He is uh, 26 going on 60. Great job, Chikai. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Toy Money, two O's, and uh, Toy Kuji on AO3. Um, but heed the content warnings because I have uh, shippy Kuji things in there. I, I very much appreciate the picture that you posted for this. <laughs> I was just looking through my screenshots folder. <laughs> I thought this is how to celebrate Chikai. I have that pin in person now. It is my most prized possession. It is such a special pin. I mean, the fact that it is so limited, like it was a blind pin you had to get by going to Hanagashiki and riding all these rides. And the fact that they revealed the pins with that one. <laughs> the fucking biggest <laughs> dick energy with that move. God, that was a good day. It was a great day. The Kuji fans really won with that day. We never lose. <laughs> Kuji stands stay winning. Okay, and then we have uh, stuff we missed. It's Rayomabu. <laughs> it's all Rayomabu. Yeah, we, we never talked about them. We don't know who they are. So Rayo and Mabu, they're these two cops in Asakusa. They arrest perverts and then kill them and then turn them into Kappa zombies. It's kind of hard to feel sympathy for the perverts, but you know... <laughs> And yeah, they're, they're just kind of uh, doing their thing. They're, oh, they're working for the Otter Empire that we learn about in, it's like episode six. And so otters are at war with the Kappa is basically what you need to know. Yeah, it's interesting in Japanese mythology that otters and Kappas, they basically kind of have like the, the same kind of story. They're both like water tricksters. So they're just trying to get each other out of their territory. Yeah, basically. They become more relevant to the Kuji lore later. Yeah, right now they're just making Kappa zombies and they have a very strange, or like a strained relationship with each other. They have a history, but it's kind of hard to determine that history just from the anime. And then we begin with episode seven. And how does it start? <laughs> um, It starts off with Mabu making some ninyoyaki while... An otter is squeezing his hog. <laughs> Just a normal intro for Stars on My. Keep in mind, so after episode one, they released the novelization of the first six episodes. So we had like a good idea of what was going to happen until episode six. But then after episode six, we had no idea where the hell this show was going. So for it to open on that, on like the horniest scene imaginable... What do you even say to that? There's just a lot of innuendo um, about, like, baking, which was, it was great. And and then we get to see the otter touch the titty. <laughs> what a show. 
what a show this is, but this is irrelevant to the Kuji lore. For, For now. now. Anyway. <laughs> then we get back to the Yasuka bros. They are back to normal and having a good brotherly relationship with headpats! <laughs> Nichan headpats. And Kazuki's not acting like a crazy person! Yeah, he's like acting happy and like interacting with Haruka. And he's wearing pink again. Before, he started wearing different clothes from Haruka, like not matching with him anymore. And now that now they're matching again. Now they wear pink together. It's very cute. Kazuki's like sort of a fashion disaster, but he makes it work. It's fine. We we still appreciate him. He looks cute in it. Yeah, he knows how to match a shirt with fugly crocs. <laughs> king. Absolute king shit from this kid. But yeah, it's it's interesting, like, this is a side of Kazuki that we've never seen, but it's a side of the character that everyone else has seen except for Toy. Yeah, so like we learned that it's summer vacation now. Otone sends them out to do summer things and have fun like normal children. So you know it's going to be good. Y- you know you know this is going to end well in Sada's Anmai. <laughs> so uh, then Kazuki and Inter playing soccer at, at the special spot. Um, and Kazuki said he's going to rejoin the soccer team and everything is good. They're all happy. Yeah, everything's back to normal. And then Toy walks by. Yes, and then Kazuki says his name! Instead of Kuji, he says Toy. Yes! Toy's like really surprised, like, oh, this guy's being really friendly. And he's just cheerful and happy. Gosh, he's so cute. And then Kazuki invites Toy to come down and play soccer with them. And they see that Toy's really good at soccer. And then Kazuki wants him to also join the soccer team so they can all play soccer together. And Toy's like, he's kind of embarrassed, but he... He does want to play soccer with them, so he says, I'll think about it. <laughs> and Enta makes fun of him for being so hesitant. He's like, you're actually happy about this, aren't you? <laughs> Enta's looking really cheerful and helping Kazuki, like, encourage Toy and stuff like that. It's very cute. It's great. It's going great. <laughs> yeah, and, and Enta being a good boy. Yeah, Enta's just happy. Totally. That's what Toy thinks. <laughs> And so then then things get weird because after that, they come back to the soccer spot like the next day, play some soccer, and it someone has vandalized it. Like they've splashed paint over the, the soccer wall goal thing and they've trashed or they put trash like everywhere. Who could possibly do such a thing? And Toy is the first one to go and suggest cleaning it up, and it's really cute. We, like, hardly see Toy smile, if at all, until this moment. It's just, he's so cute! And then the next day they come back and someone has trashed the soccer spot again. And even, like, kind of worse this time. But Kazuki, he reassures them that even if someone's targeting them, he won't give up. They'll just keep cleaning it and show those assholes who's boss. <laughs> Aww. And then they go to hang out and Enta's saying, like, Kazuki goes to get something. And Enta's saying, like, this is the Kazuki that he knows. And this is what he was working so hard for because he wanted to see Kazuki smile again. Oh, right. No, this hasn't happened yet because we have to get to the phone call first. Okay. Before that, Toy gets a phone call from Nissan. And it says Nissan. Yeah, it says Nissan on the phone instead of Chikai, like it did in episode four. Interesting change. We, we are certain this has to mean something because all of the numbers on, or like all of the contacts on the phone are very deliberate. Like they all make a point about their relationship. But we'll talk about that in episode eight. But here we are certain this has to be deliberate, this change. So, like, from my perspective, it's, like, the first name thing in Japan, it's, like, the, it's sort of the pinnacle of closeness, but I think from Toy's perspective, it would be, like, more of something you would do as a subordinate of someone, rather than, like, having Nissan in his phone. It's just a little more distant, but it's so familiar. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like, just imagining Toy calling him Chikai. That doesn't really work. Although he does do that in the English dub. <laughs> yeah, in the English dub, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, damn, we need, to, we need to talk about the English dub sometime. But for now, Toy gets a phone call from Nissan. He steps away for a little bit, and then Kazuki and Enta have a little conversation to themselves in the novel. Yeah, it's not in the anime, but just a cute little, like, it gives you some more insight as to Toy, because 
Enta says he doesn't have much of an interest in making calls or sending messages, but he's always hooked to his phone. Kazuki asks, really? Well, I kind of get that, though. I'm sure he's always waiting. He's always waiting for Chikai to text him. I'm so sad. So sad and sweet, and I'm sad again. Yeah, he. Re- but you really do see him, like, hanging on, like, just hanging on to everything that he gets from Chikai. He takes every single scrap that guy gives him. But he gets bad news. What Toy says is that Chikai's job fell through. He got betrayed by it was one of his co-workers or whatever. They have to leave. Like, Chikai is going to leave, and so Toy is going to go with him. And so he says, never mind about playing soccer. And he's not going to join the team. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, and he touches the wall with their colors on it. Oh. So longing. He wants to be friends so bad. He started caring about them, and he was almost a normal kid, but then... Then Shikai comes along and ruins goddamn everything. <laughs> but then Kazuki says, we just need one more plate. And then we can grant your wish, Toy. Yeah, and so because Toy's wish is to help his brother, so Kazuki says, "Okay, we'll we'll get the dishes and we'll make a wish to help your brother, so you can stay." He wants Toy to stay. <laughs> oh, and it's so sweet. This episode, this episode is a lot of Kaz Toy fuel for me. You're just gonna hear me screaming the whole time about Kaz Toy. It's so good. It's so cute. I love it. And so then. Um, so then they're hanging out and Kazuki goes, uh, into a store and Enta and Toy talk and Toy's like, are you really okay with this? Because Enta's whole thing has been trying to grant Kazuki's wish. And so Enta is saying like, well, this is the Kazuki that I know. This is what I wanted. I wanted to see him smile again. And he's happy now because of you. (laughs) And so... Um, you know, he says that like he just wants what Kazuki wants, and what Kazuki wants right now is to help Toy. So things are all good. It's great. Absolutely sound logic. Man, Enta is taking this very well. Yeah, he's doing he's a really mature <laughs> he's a really mature kid. No problems, no issues. Yeah, you you see a little a little salty banter between them, but that's normal. So after that, the boys they go to the Kappa Square because Kazuki's soccer ball floats off and he's like, Oh no, my ball! Your ball? That's right, my ball. That's your ball? My ball. But before they do the Sarazanmai, they discover that the plates have been stolen! Oh no, who would do that? Who would do such a thing? And Kepi is missing! Only for Kepi to immediately return from his date with Sarah because they're dating. <laughs> in, case, in case you didn't know. Kepi loves his tall wife. So then they do the soda zanmai with the most inappropriate zombie to date. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why can't? What does he want? Cock and ball torture. <laughs> That's it. He just wants to get kicked in the nuts. Yeah, he wants to be a soccer ball. So his girlfriend will kick him. This is fine. <laughs> So then we get the sodas on my and oopsie daisy Enta ends up being the one whose secret gets leaked and it turns out he was the one trashing the soccer spot and he stole the plates. It's always something where it's like, oh no, I shouldn't show this to Kazuki, but on some level he wants Kazuki to see what he's doing. It's just like with the kiss. So yeah, so they're like, <laughs> Enta, why would you do this? Like a toy, he specifically says, like, this spot meant so much to you. What are you doing? And Kazuki asks why, and and, <laughs> and it's just like... This is all because you wouldn't stop fussing over Kuji. Jelly sees his disease, bitch! Get well soon! <laughs> So yes, so Enta betrayed them and uh, was messing up the soccer spot because he was jealous, because uh, Kazuki wants to help Toy and wants Toy to join the soccer team, and you know, he just, Enta wants it to be the golden duo, not the golden trio. And we need at least one Yandere in an Ikuhara show. So yeah, it's it's quite unfortunate. <sighs> Enta, you little fucker. There's that feeling of like you, you. I feel like most people know what it's like when you like you have a best friend or someone you really care about, and then someone else comes in, and you're like so upset, <laughs> and Enta goes crazy, and it just it's too real. So then we go to episode eight with. A flashback. Toy is like thinking back on on the bridge and he remembers my brother threw away everything for me, so I'll throw away everything too. So he throws a soccer ball into the river. Little ten year old toy giving up all his hopes and dreams for his shithead brother. 
And he's just so sad and despondent in this scene. It's so terrible. And he's just so sad looking down at the soccer ball as it drifts away in the river. And it turns out there's a, a little kid over there. And he, and he saw a toy do that too. And he's like, why are you throwing that away? And the little kid was Kazuki. They met before. Oh my god, Ikuni did it again! Classic Ikuni. So they have a little heart-to-heart, their little McDonald's play place date, as I put it. And then Kazuki asks him if he hates soccer now, but... Oh, Toy says, no, but I have to throw it away to survive. There's that word again, it's survive! (laughs) Just live, kid! But Kazuki, he like mumbles to himself... I wonder if that was the case for me, too. I don't have ties to anyone. Because this is just after he learned that he was adopted, so he's still angsting about it. These ten-year-olds have issues. And then Toy says, no one realizes the bonds they have until they're gone. I have to protect the only family I have left now, so I've got to ditch soccer. And then Toy, he takes his misanga, his precious soccer misanga, and he throws it across the river to Kazuki. And Kazuki catches it. And we recognize it as the audience, as the misanga that Kazuki has worn up until the beginning of the series. And then Toy tells him to take it. If it breaks, it's supposed to grant the wearer a wish, he shouted again, striking the same dramatic pose that used to encourage him so much. He's dabbing, by the way. Yes, he is dabbing. And that line is actually it's kind of significantly different than what we got in the anime. Because I think in the anime, it's something like, only once you, like, let go of your dreams or something, then you, I don't know, something that. Sometimes you have to, like, let go of your dreams to make a wish come true or something like that. Either way, I'm depressed. Yeah, it's good. So, Toy's thinking about how Kazuki obviously doesn't seem to remember that. And then the Nissan. Enter bastard. Stage right. <laughs> so Chikai is there to come get him. And, and they will run away. I like the note that you left there. Look how close they stand! (laughs) They're standing very close. It's actually pretty interesting because later in this episode and then in the next episode, there's always something between them. Like when they're sitting down, they like have something. It's it's interesting, okay? This is their moment. (laughs) And then um, Toy asks like what, what happened, what's you know, are they in danger? Or like, is he in danger or whatever? And Chikai says, uh, you know, they probably just sniffed out what happened four years ago, referring to, you know, the murder of Yuri Kamome. Um, and Toy is like, looking real guilty about it. And Chikai's like, you aren't still blaming yourself for that, are you? Of course he is! <laughs> He's so dismissive about it! Uh-huh. He's like, he has zero clue. <laughs> well, I'm sure he thinks like, if... If he makes a big deal out of it, then Toy will feel worse. So he's like, this isn't important. Oh my god. What a fucking mess. So Toy's like, nah, not really. But yeah, really. He just doesn't want to burden his brother anymore. But then Chikai tells him, don't worry about it. Just as you need me, I need you. Come with me, Toy. And then as he says that, uh, his face is just completely shrouded in darkness. <laughs> yeah, the light is behind him, and so his face is is in shadow. So it's not ominous at all. Don't worry. <laughs> but Toy takes the po- Toy's like really happy to hear this. Like he's surprised, and and he's like he's going along with it. And also remember how Kazuki had said like needing Toy all that before. So clearly, Toy has a reaction to this. I love how I only realized that the connection between those lines, like after I read a freaking doujin about Kazuki and Toy being idiot roommates. And so Toy is like, yeah, I'm going to go with you, but I just need a little bit of time because there's these guys that I need to make sure they're going to be okay before I go. And uh, Chikai has this little eyebrow twitch. Just a little. And then Toy is like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Like, like I'm still going to go with you. Um, but then Chikai starts laughing. Yeah, he says, like, I haven't seen you make that face in years. And in the novel, it's clear that Toy hasn't seen Chikai laugh like that in years either. But yeah, the eyebrow twitch. <laughs> yeah, and so it's kind of an interesting little thing. And then, you know, Chikai starts laughing, but then he ends it with, like, I'll give you time, but only to- for today. And then he's back to being menacing. And also in the novel, we do get more of like a little background of what happened after Toy killed the guy. Um, so like he, they leave Asa- Asakusa and they um, 
Apparently they kind of go from relative to relative and they're kind of moving around a lot. And Toy says there was a period of time when he couldn't even go to elementary school, but he always had a futon to sleep on and three meals a day. Behind the scenes, he had to wonder how much had his brother had to prostrate himself, how far had he soiled his hands just to ensure they both had food to eat. God. So sad. But like also it's, she kind of took care of him, which is kind of an amazing thing to think about. Yeah. How? I wonder that too, Toy. So we eventually learned like he managed to get higher up in the Yakuza because of the Yurikamame incident. And so he he's still involved in all that crime stuff. So he's making money there. But it's I think it's just more amazing that like he's responsible enough for Toy that he makes sure he gets three meals a day. Like this man eats lollipops all of his life. Like <laughs> But he's feeding Toy. If he can't take care of himself, he can take care of Toy. It's kind of incredible. What an amazing feat. Chikai's best bro of all time. <laughs> yeah, great, great brother. Good stuff. C- congrats, you did the bare minimum. So then we go to Enta, and Enta... He's still being a bitch baby. Yeah, he's having a fit because he, he fought with Kazuki afterwards, um, after the last leak. And he's just like mad that Kazuki is taking Toy's side and blah, 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 all that stuff. Little bitch. <laughs> Um, and he's losing at, he's at his grandma's Panchico parlor, and he's losing at the game. And then, and then Chikai just comes once uh, Enta runs out of the little balls that he needs to do. And Chikai, like, helps him cheat, and he wins. <laughs> and it's so funny, because it's like, Chikai's giving him all this bad advice. <laughs> As he usually does. He's saying, yeah, he just comes up to this this random child and is like, you only live once. <laughs> he literally says YOLO! You only live once, you don't get extra lives, as he gives Enta an extra life. Well, I think, like, in the novel, it kind of makes it a little more clear that he's saying, like, life isn't a game. Like, he's doing that in the game, but life isn't like that. It's just still, it's still funny. Which is very, (laughs) Chikai's just a cheater. It's okay. He's a bastard man. I love it. And so, uh, it turns out the police are looking for Chikai, though, um... And it's really funny because they, Rayo and Mabu are there. They're looking for Chikai and they have his file and it has Chikai's mugshot and also a picture of a lollipop, which is good. I also want to mention that Rayo does not care about this mission. And Mabu is just like, he, he'll make a good kappa zombie. And Rayo's just like, so? <laughs> um, and so Chikai's file tells us that his fraud ring is called Shikotama, which is a weird name. <laughs> it doesn't really mean much. It like, doesn't it mean just like, like, a lot of balls or something like that. Hold on, let me actually look this up because I actually had to look it up while I was translating that one story from the anthology. Like, I, I translated it a certain way, but it wasn't, like, exact. Uh, Shikotama. <laughs> it just... So, like, one definition of it is, like, if you use it as, like, uh, shikotama moi ukeru. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, of, like, the inflection. But it basically means, like, making a big profit or making piles of money. What a name! But it's also, it's also supposed to be a pun because tama means ball. So it says shikotama is based in Tama Tokyo. (laughs) And I looked up Tama Tokyo and it's home to Sanrio Puro Land. Chikai goes there every day. He does. He absolutely does. So that's just a fun fact. Just imagine that's where Chikai is doing his fraud ring over over with Hello Kitty. He goes there every day after work doing crimes. Uh, and so Enta helps Chikai escape from the police. Like they go out the back door um, <laughs> and they just have a funny conversation. Yeah, Enta committing his very first crime. If you don't count the vandalism, the littering or the stalking. Fun difference! This is an actual difference between the Japanese novel and the English version of the novel. The English version of the novel actually, like, cut out something. And it's the fact that Enta has technically been stalking Kazuki, but it's technically not considered a crime because the victim, Kazuki, hasn't filed a report! (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) But the English, like, the English cuts that out. I wonder why. Like, was it too problematic? I don't know. <laughs> they can't, they can't have, like, they can't be supporting this teenager doing stuff. It's so ridiculous. I love it. Of course, Ikuni would add that detail. Dude, I love that. So yeah, uh, and so he's just sort of hanging out with Toy's 
nasty crime brother right now. Okay, well, Enta is asks him, like, are you in trouble? <laughs> like, have you done something bad? And Shikai doesn't really answer, but he says that he needs to run away with his brother so uh, that he can't get caught. And it's really cute. He smiles when he talks about that. It's just like a really nice, peaceful smile that he says that. And then Enta's like, oh, I'm going to help, okay? <laughs> I'm going to help you and your brother leave. <laughs> he just wants Toy to fucking leave as soon as possible. And Shikai's just like, all right. I'll let this tiny little child help me. Oh, and then cut to Kazuki and Toy. So Toy is basically trying to fix things between Kazuki and Enta before he leaves. Like, he's telling Kazuki that, like, he's trying to get Kazuki to calm down because Kazuki's, like, really upset and is talking about how Enta betrayed them. And he's like, why aren't you upset? Kazuki is big mad. He's big mad. Um, and Toy is like, well, I'm sure he had his reasons. And Kazuki's all, what What kind of reasons would that be? And Toy's like, <laughs> um, thinking that he doesn't, it's not his place to, you know, confess for Enta. So he's like, well, you should talk about, talk about that with him. And Kazuki just gets so mad. He's like, what, you have secrets now? <laughs> Dumbass! so dumb and so yeah he just gets mad and like storms off this toy's like i don't know what to do here you are tearing me apart Enta. <laughs> oh god kazuki is so stupid what reasons and then you can just like see the wheels turning in toy's head <laughs> so funny but it, in the novel it notes that toys kind of relieved that kazuki is angry because before when something had been revealed like about Ensa, then kazuki just like ignored it and so he feels like kazuki being angry about this is like a more normal reaction like he's actually responding <laughs> to what he has seen instead of ignoring everything like he has before yeah he's not on that damn phone yeah this is still kazuki like being normal in some way as normal as he can get <laughs> Yeah, normal Kazuki, he still, like, jumps to conclusions. Like, for example, in, in the last episode when they found, like, Kepi's uh, half-eaten cucumber just where he usually sits, and he's like, oh my god, something happened to him! Like, he just immediately jumps to that conclusion. But in this episode, it's it's tragic because he just doesn't understand that Enta's a jealous little bitch. Yeah, and he just won't listen to Toy. He's just, like, in his own head, just being angry. He's like, fuck you, I'm doing this for you. God, who does that remind us of? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> then then back to Chikai and Enta. Uh, so there's, a, there's actually a scene in the novel that's not included in the anime, but basically Chikai and Enta like, go to a shop, um, and Enta is trying to find a disguise for Chikai, and he finds this little kappa mask. <laughs> he gets Chikai to wear it, and then Chikai goes out, and you know they're talking about how like it's summer, so there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know, street events going on. So Chikai just kind of blends in with that. It's just like, he's playing with kids. He's given cucumbers on sticks to them. Like, even even when one of them, like, kicks him in the knees, he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'll bust your ass, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughs it off. He clearly has, like, a, sm a soft spot for kids. And Enta's just watching the whole thing, and he's like, is he even serious about running away? This is such a weirdo. <laughs> like, does this man, this man is a terrible criminal. Also, like, I remember that what Enta has seen of Chikai is just, like, what we saw in episode four, <laughs> which is which is the complete opposite of what Chikai is right now. So it's just, it's understandable. I love how he immediately recognizes Chikai, too, because Chikai hasn't changed in four years. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, he says that his face is pretty much the same. Same earrings, too. Yeah, yeah, he has not changed at all, which, like, you would think would be a good idea if he's being hunted. He's on the run from the cops, so, like, maybe change your look. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to the arcade real quick. <laughs> and so, uh, then they go to Hanayashiki. <laughs> it's funny, in the novel, it's during a sibling event. And it's just, like, incredible the way Chikai's like, oh, I haven't been to Hanayashiki in a while. And then he starts immediately talking about Toy. Like, he has not stopped talking about Toy. He's been talking about Toy this entire time. And it's just completely unprompted. Yeah, like, Enta doesn't want to hear about Toy. Yeah, like, when Enta asks him if he did something bad, he literally just answers with, So how old are you, kid? Enta's like, 14, why? 
after making fun of his height, Shikai's like, I was just thinking I have a brother about your age. Like, he just uses it as an excuse to talk about Toy. He will not shut up. And, like, you get the impression that he just does this to everyone. Yes, there it is implied in <laughs> the next episode that people seem to know Toy. Yeah, they, they certainly know about Toy. <laughs> And then <laughs> um, Chikai continuing to talk about Toy, and then he like brings out his phone to show into a picture of Toy, of baby Toy with a soccer ball. It's so funny! And the novel makes it clear that he has a whole folder of them in his phone of old Toy pictures. Oh my god! I love this man. <laughs> Such an idiot, I hate him. King of my heart. But yeah, Chikai's talking about Toy and like how much he's changed and how Toy is trying to decide between him and his buddies. Mm-hmm. Which is like an interesting way to view it because all Toy told him was like he needs to go make sure that his friends are okay before he leaves. Or he doesn't even say friends. He just says like, I need to make sure these two guys are going to be okay before I leave. And Chikai has framed that to Enta as saying that it, he's deciding between his brother and his friends. This is the most correct that Shikai has been this entire show. And then he says, well, I guess I deserve it. After all, I made him throw away something that was very important to him. And then we go back to the flashback with the soccer ball. Just before Toy drops it into the water, uh, Chikai, he drops a paper bag with what is presumably the gun in it. And <laughs> Chikai's like, well, that's that. <laughs> well, that takes care of that. <laughs> And so Toy tells him that he'll catch up, and Chikai just walks off. Yeah, in the saddest little voice. He's so sad. He's so sad. And then Chikai's like, okay. <laughs> and then he walks off, but then he hears a splash in the water, looks back, and Toy dumps the soccer ball. And then Toy turns to him with the Masanga in his hand, and he says, You gave up everything for me, so I'm gonna give up what's most important to me, too. And, like... And Chikai just leaves. <laughs> Yeah, and then he just leaves, but uh, I like the phrasing of, you gave up everything for me, I'm gonna give up what's most important, most important, soccer. <laughs> well, come on, that was his, like, whole goal for the future, like, his room is covered in soccer stuff. Well, yeah, I'm not knocking him for that, but the fact that he said it to Chikai, whose only motivation is toy. <laughs> well, he can't give up his brother. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can Shikai. He's gonna throw Shikai in the ocean, the river. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it was a, fu a funny, a funny little oof. It is. Oh, it's just so cute. It's like because he's such a baby. He's so baby. His, his most important thing is soccer. He's so cute. And yeah, Shikai just does absolutely nothing about this. He does not correct Toy or anything. He's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> Though I do think it's fr it's interesting how Chikai frames it as he made him throw away soccer. Like, clearly he blames himself, but he also does nothing to stop Toy from thinking that way. Yeah. He, he, he knows what he's instilled within Toy. He's just awful. And so Enta, in the picture of Toy that Chikai shows him, Enta sees the misanga that Kazuki has always worn on Toy. So um, Chikai says that he gave that away. Um, and he doesn't know to who, but he says that he, Toy just wanted someone to remember how important soccer was to him. Toy with his issues of being forgotten. It never goes away for him. And then Chikai and Anta have this like interesting conversation about how he says, Chikai says that Toy will do anything for him, even though he doesn't ask him to. And Anta, <laughs> Anta goes, wow, this reminds me of me and Kazuki. <laughs> What a reverse. And so, you know, Enta goes into his whole, he starts talking about Kazuki and is like, you know, I do that for Kazuki, but um, devoting yourself to someone like that is pointless if you don't get anything in return. Or, you know, it's like if you, if they don't return your feelings or something like that. And Chikai's like, well, that depends on how you look at it. You should just do what's easiest for you. Which is such a, like an ambivalent, ambiguous reaction from Chikai when you would think that he would agree, like, you shouldn't do something for someone else if you're not getting anything in return. But he's just kind of like, eh, depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it's because he's doing everything for Toy and he's like I have never made a wrong decision in my life. Here's how I can justify this. <laughs> so I wonder if that implies that like taking care of Toy is the easier decision for him than throwing Toy away. Oh definitely. Or if it's not yeah. And so Rayo and Mabu are also there and it's really funny because they're at the brothers event too and Rayo's like <laughs> I can't believe they thought we were brothers. We don't even look alike. And Mabu's like, 
They probably let us in because we're policemen. I forgot about that part. They're, they're idiots. Ray was the biggest idiot. I love them. They have very much like Sailor Moon season one villain vibes. They're, they're very good. And so they, Chika and Enta ran away. <laughs> but then they were stopped because someone has found them. Uh, and it's Yasu, who <laughs> was, I think we didn't mention him in episode four. I think we ended up cutting that out. Yeah, he 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 was an underling of Yuri Kamome. And now he wants to avenge his Aniki. So he charges at Chikai with a sword in his hand. And then Chikai kicks Enta in the way and runs away. Oh, it's so good. So that's that's Chikai for you right there. That's all you need to know about Chikai. He would kick a child into danger. Mm-hmm, right into a sword and into like only just manages to stop before he's impaled by a sword. Saved by goofy anime physics. <laughs> we should talk about uh, what happened in the stage play because it's a little different. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> okay, so in the stage play... This is how Enta and Chikai meet when the dude is charging at Chikai. Enta's just like passing through and he just kicks him at him. <laughs> and then later they meet up and then Chikai's like, oh, hey, you're still alive. How old are you, by the way? 14? Oh. Anyway, want to see some pictures of my brother? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really an interesting, the way that it's framed, it's like almost makes Shikai into a slightly better person than in the anime, because he's just kicking this random kid, you know, not a kid that he has like talked to and everything. So he's kicking this random kid. And then there's this pause when he's when Enter says his age and Shikai is like, oh, because I think the implication is that he's thinking like, oh, this kid is the same age as my brother. Maybe regret <laughs> at almost killing Perhaps. <laughs> and then he just shows toy pictures. Yeah. God, it's so funny. So, you know, Chikai redemption arc in the play. The stage play is so good. It really is. It's so good. And then, uh, oh, and then, okay, so Chikai has run away and to, like, hides because Rayo and Mabu have come. And he watches Rayo and Mabu shoot Yasu. Uh, very, they're just terrible. They're just so terrible. Like, they have zero reaction to it. They do not care that they have killed this guy. And they're just like, eh, maybe go make a good cop a zombie. All cops are bastards, especially these two. Yeah, no, they suck. <laughs> they suck as cops. And they aren't even cops. <laughs> they're just pretending to be cops. Uh, and so then, um, Chikai and Enza meet up again after. <laughs> and Chikai's just like, well, only pe- bad people survive in this world, so gullible kids like you have to watch out for that. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. So stupid. And and so Chikai says, you should go make up with your friends. And then he goes, but I think it's interesting because so Chikai has already previously established that Toy's trying to decide between him and his friends. And Chikai is like, by saying you should go make up with your friends, like he's telling Enta, he's saying to Enta what he should say to Toy. Like, and I think part of him does know that. He's saying, you know, he knows that Toy should go be with his friends instead of running away with the criminal. Yeah. But he can't he can't say that to Toy because I think at least partly because he's selfish and he wants Toy to be with him. So, you know, he's not gonna tell Toy like you shouldn't come with me. He's giving Toy the choice, he thinks. Yeah, especially at this point where where basically everyone's betrayed Chikai and Toy is really the only person he has left. So he doesn't want to let him go. Yeah, I mean, and like, obviously, like, we can tell from this episode now that Shikai actually really does care about Toy, presumably, because that's literally all he's talked about. <laughs> Though the scene with Shikai kicking Enta kind of pulls that into question. Yeah, so I think, I guess I can talk about this here, that the way that I see it is like, with this episode and then with the next episode, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, I think we're supposed to think that Chikai is like projecting onto Enta. Like it's obviously all the signs are there because like the you know, the whole brother thing at Hana Yashiki, all that kind of stuff. And buying him ice cream. The way that he bought toy ice cream at Hana Yashiki. But I also think it's like it's it is a red herring in that we see Chikai like bonding with this kid. But then he just turns around and like kills him or like almost kills him without thinking about it. Like he like ends up just not caring and being a total asshole. And so in the next episode, talk about it more there. But when we see Chikai do that with Toy, I think this is priming us to know what to expect in that case. But like, obviously, Chikai isn't really connecting with these people. Like he doesn't actually have any particular emotional attachment to them. Yeah, the only the only like conversations he's willing to have with them are about Toy. 
<laughs> and it's so funny because at, when they're at Hanayashiki and Enta changes the subject from toy and he's like starts talking about him and Kazuki, Chika just goes like, hmm. And then he gives, you know, that whole ambivalent line, like, eh, it depends on how you look at it. He super doesn't care. Yeah, he, he really just doesn't give a shit about anything that isn't toy. <laughs> and uh, then Chikai walks off, he gets a call, and he's saying, of course Toy's gonna come with me. You know, right after telling Enta, go make up with your friends. And throwing lollipops at him. And he only threw two lollipops at him, and Enta, like, thinks, well, that's not enough for all three of us. So it's interesting. And the, the lollipops are in red and yellowish. Kazuki and Enta colors. But we'll talk about lollipop colors. <laughs> yeah. Well, the lollipops will get their own episode. Um, and then Enta gets a call from Toy. <laughs> and he has it, he has Toy listed in, a, in his phone as Kuji, which, you know, is like a normal thing. It's a normal thing to have in your phone. Unlike another person. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, so basically Toy is saying like he's going to leave with his brother, you know, um, so he should get, just go back to being the golden duo with Kazuki. And Enta's like, do you do you actually mean that? Do you really want to leave? And Toy just says, I have to go live for my brother. Anyway, bye. And, and it's just like, wow, he's such a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. The bad liar. It's so interesting, like, Enta seeing through that. I mean, and it's, it's like, obvious, because Toy doesn't, <laughs> Toy doesn't even answer the question. He doesn't say, yeah, I, I want to go be with Chikai. He says, I, I have to go live for my brother now. And then we cut to Kazuki in the parking garage of love, because every time he and Toy have met in the past, it was always in that frickin' parking garage. <laughs> and he reminisces about it, too, while longingly touching a car, which is really funny to me, but also Kaz Toy. It's real. And then Kazuki gets a call from an unregistered number. He answers it. It's a little silent for a while. But then Kazuki just says, Toy? <laughs> what an idiot. He doesn't have Toy's number registered on his phone. <laughs> He's like all upset with Enta for not being nice to Toy. And he just like doesn't even have Toy's number in his contacts. He has him in the group chat, but... <laughs> He doesn't have it in his contacts. What a fucking idiot, bruh. So, so Toy is telling Kazuki that he doesn't need to try to find the, the plates, like where Enta hid the plate. He's because he's gonna leave, and Kazuki's like, "What?" Okay, so Kazuki says, "What are you talking about? Are you mad because of our conversation earlier?" And ah, uh, you see Toy. He's like gritting his teeth, and then you hear the boat, and Kazuki's like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Come on, wait, Toy! You don't have to go! And then Toy, he responds with, No one realizes the bonds they have until they're gone. Uh, it's just what he said when they met! Mm -hmm. But then Kazuki doesn't remember. Kazuki doesn't remember! And then Toy says, I have to protect the only family I have left now. And he hangs up. Oh, no. And Kazuki's just like, No! <laughs> And it's, it, when you think about Toy having an issue with being forgotten, I mean, the fact that he, like, I think he deliberately chose those words to try to remind Kazuki of their meeting. Yes. But Kazuki still doesn't remember. Hey, I'm going to go be with my brother because to him, his, you know, his brother is the only connection that he has left. Oh, God. So then Toy boards the ferry with Chikai and Chikai, he just looks at him and he asks, oh, what's wrong? Did I make you abandon something again? And pats his head and Toy says, no, they're not like that. Fuck. And I just want to know that in the shot here, um, I think it's interesting that Toy, when he sits down, he puts his backpack between him and Chikai, and that's mirrored in like the next episode. They always have something between them when they're sitting down like that. It's very, very interesting. It's the whole distance thing. And it's worth noting that within that backpack is the money and the gun. What? Spoilers. I mean spoilers, but it's worth noting. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what's keeping them apart. Oh. Fuck. I mean, and Chikai doesn't, like, the thing about it is when he asks Toy that, he doesn't sound concerned. Yeah, he's he has, like, the same, like, level of nonchalance about it as he did when he asked Toy, like, you're not still blaming yourself for that. It's just so dismissive. I hate this man. Yeah, he's, he's the worst ever. He just pats Toy's head. I'm gonna unhappy his birthday. <laughs> I told you, I told you he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> God, it's heartbreaking. Speaking of heartbreaking... <laughs> <laughs> then we get Kazuki and Enta. 
Yeah, Kazuki, he's just sitting in the Kappa Square, uh, smushing cucumbers under his feet. He is big, big mad. He's like really mad. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. I forgot about that. That's so young, dead. <laughs> like, crushing <laughs> cucumbers. What a weirdo. Well, cicadas are chirping in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and then Enta shows up with the box of plates that he's been keeping in his room, I guess. And he's like, Kazuki, we still have some time. We could still save Toy. And then Kazuki, he walks up to him in a, in a manner that's like kind of similar to the way that Chikai walks up to Toy before grabbing his face in episode four. Just want to add that. And then Kazuki punches Enta in the face. And also remember the cicadas stopped crying at some point. <laughs> of course you'd note that. And it makes it really ominous. It's su- This scene is super fucking ominous. Like the lighting and everything. It's because Kazuki is so mad. <laughs> and it's really dramatic. Yeah, Kazuki's a goddamn drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> like even after the whole incident, he's still a little drama queen. So yeah, he punches Enta and then he you know, says like, Enta betrayed them. And um, basically he says that he's done with Enta. There's a line before that. <laughs> that. Hold on, let me see. Oh no! Oh no! And so you and I were through. It was like a bullet through the heart. <laughs> no, surely this pain was worse than any bullet. No. Stop. Stop it, Ikahara! He's already dead, Goonies. <laughs> he's already dead! Yeah, he's like, this is your fault. Like, I f-, And then he says, I feel so bad for Toy. While he's like, doing the most ugly cry. Which is also stupid, because he wasn't listening to Toy at all when Toy was like, hey, maybe you should, like, listen to Enta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Enta, like, points that out. He's like, all you do is worry about toy, 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 but you won't realize what he's been trying to do. And then Kazuki's like, I'm not even listening to a word you're saying, which is the most frustrating line in this episode. God, I hate you. <laughs> Kazuki, you're so stupid. I just, I love how this like really shows you how important the trio dynamic is because toys like they're trying to be the mediator, but Kazuki won't listen to him. So he needs Enta to be like, you're not listening to toy. <laughs> They're just so- they need each other. Yeah, they really do. Especially now. But Kazuki is not listening. And until he tries to punch back, and he tries to say something, but then he just sort of, like, crumples to the ground, and Kazuki starts to walk off. But then the cops show up! Oh, oh good. The cops are here. Oh no, the cops are here! <laughs> Especially Rayo and Mabu! Yep, it is Rayo and Mabu, um, who have come to get the dishes. And- why, you may ask? Rayo pulls out the gun, and he says, You don't need to know! And he aims and fires. At Kazuki. And then and then it's such a heartbreaking shot where, like, Kazuki's crocs go flying. Or, like, one of them goes flying. And then you see Ence's glasses splattered with blood go flying. Oh, God. I would like to speak to the manager of this establishment. And then you see that Enta has fallen on top of Kazuki because he he protected Kazuki from the bullet. And Enta has been shot. Through the chest. <laughs> he hate it. <sighs> and so Rayo, Rayo's like laughing at them. He's like being terrible. And he's like making, because he has the dishes in his hand now. He's like, too bad for you. And even Mabu's like, enough of this shit. Let's just go. But Mabu does, like, stop to say, you could still save your friend if you call for help now. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mabu! <laughs> what does Kazuki do? He doesn't fucking call for help. He's just like, Enta, why did you do that? <laughs> and then Enta says, I knew it. Even as a joke, I couldn't say that I hate you. Ah. And then he passes out, and Kazuki does the Shinji Ikari scream again. <laughs> no. And so that's the end of episode eight. Yes! That's the end of episode eight! Enta's fucking dead, question mark! And then, so then the song, the ending song plays, uh, and you notice that there, so in the ending, there's like a shot of three birds, and then there are three shadows, uh, and they have been reduced to two in this ending. So that's really rude. Horrible! And then the post credit scene. Toy gets a call from Kazuki, which is written as Kazuki in his phone. In katakana, like Toy does. 
and he just lets it ring. Mm, that's so terrible. And then we see shots of like ambulances and police cars at the Kappa Square, so at least we know that hey, maybe maybe Enta isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It's just yeah. Kazuki did call for help. He's not that dumb. Eventually. <laughs> let me call let me call Toy. Oh god. Oh shit, I should probably call 119. But I love, uh, so when we mentioned how the contact and the phones are like all really detailed, I just love how it really shows, really shows their personalities. Like Anta has Kuji in his phone, so it's kind of distant. You know, he doesn't really think of Toy as a friend. But for some reason, Kazuki hasn't entered Toy's phone number in his phone because he has brain worms. And Toy just has a cute little Kazuki and Katakana. And the whole Nissan thing. I know, it's just so much. These episodes, they're... It's gonna get worse. It just gets worse from here on out. Uh, our episode on episode 9 is probably gonna be about 5 hours long, so... <laughs> no fucking joke there. That's literally how long it takes to get through that episode. It is a lot. We're not ready. We're not nearly ready for episode 9. So let's talk about instead this week in the Coochie fandom. <laughs> this week in the Coochie fandom. As I said before, we're recording this on Chikai's birthday. Yay. And you can get his birthday merch. Oh my god. I was thinking last night again about the little button. It has Chikai and Toy on it, and it's th their colors mixed to make the soccer ball. And it's probably the cutest merch ever in existence. We will never own it. Nope. Well, I'm so, so upset about that. But yeah, that's what the Kuji fandom has been focused on, doing a lot of good Chikai fan art. Oh my god, there's so much Chikai fan art! It's wonderful. And that includes good old Misaki Saito. Yay! She drew a Chikai picture. God, I love her Chikai pictures. And our artist of the week is um, this person. I don't know how to pronounce their name, but it's twitter.com slash Lee, L-E-E, Moo, M-O-O, Zhang, G-E-O-N-G. Um, and I, I like noticed them popping up a lot more lately. I don't know how long they've been in the fandom, but they've been doing a lot of good Kuji art recently. And it's so good. They have really cute uh, runaway AU pictures. It's just great stuff. Really cute, like, Chikai expressions. I just love any artist that gives, that makes Chikai, like, really expressive like that. Because we don't see any of it. This man has two emotions. Thinking about toy and anger. <laughs> that's, that's 